Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Finetti. Uh, I've got a good friend, Stephen Bryant. Coach Bryant, how are you, bud? I'm awesome. I'm doing extremely well. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we were just talking about we're uh, both a little stir crazy because we, uh, we're in Dallas. Uh, and uh, when this comes out, uh, it'll be long past the time that uh, Dallas was in this ice uh, shutdown. It's happened a couple times, um, you know, and uh, I guess a couple years ago it was for a couple of weeks, which was crazy. But this time was, you know, three days of being home and ice on the roads. And, um, you know, tomorrow we get to go back to work. I've never been so excited about going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So it, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's, I, I laugh at this, though, because I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, where we had cold weather for months and months and months and months, but we didn't have ice. And so, you know, you come down here and, and you know, you get a little bit of cold and then this weekend it's going to be back up to sunny and 60. Sun, I mean, it's going to be awesome. So I, I love it. I'll take a couple days of cold followed by just, you know, a break in the weather to get some, uh, some beautiful sun. Um, but you know, the ice thing is just so different, right? You know, we don't have ice storms and iced roads up in Wisconsin. We just have, you know, eight feet of snow. So uh, it, it's it's different. I love it. You're a Texas guy, so you're probably pretty used to this. And yeah, you know, I mean, growing, it's, growing up uh, in it. Yeah, the the bipolar state, you know, Texas. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't quite know sometimes. It, like you said, it'll be uh, sunny and and 65, and the next day it'll be 26. And obviously, there's uh, sheets of ice on the on the streets, and we gotta we can't quite get where we want to go. And so, um, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like kind of like we were saying, you know, first day. Was, hey, awesome, you know, spend some time with the family, get a little <laughs> yep. fire going and, you know, watch a couple movies. And then the second day was, OK, this is all right. And then the third day, about the third day, we're like, OK, let's get back. Like, yeah, enough's enough. Uh, let's, let's get back to the normalcy. So it'll be good to definitely get back to that that weather and get out and about again, for sure. Yeah. Now, I said you were a Texas guy, but that that's probably an overstatement because you're kind of more of a TCU guy. That's correct. Um, yeah, I want to I want to make sure people don't think that you're a UT guy. Um, you played football at TCU. So um, uh, a month ago, right, you were you were at that just kind of you know moment where TCU had a chance uh, making it through a great season. Uh, gets in the final game, kind of ran into a buzzsaw there uh, in Georgia. But what a what a great season! Just kind of a reminder for you, right? Just kind of all the things that you work for and you put in, and and watching your team kind of making it to the big dance must have been pretty special. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. The season was a lot of I didn't quite know. Uh, I mean, I, I played under Gary Patterson. And so um, him leaving after, you know, 20 plus years, um, didn't quite know how that was going to go. And yeah. so just like anything, you know, you got a new coach coming in, which I knew, um, you know, Sonny Dykes resume and, and everything like that. So I thought it was a good hire. And so but just started following along. And obviously they, they you know, caught fire and they were rolling and had a bunch of close games and and uh, had an awesome season. It was really a lot of fun to watch. Um, the last game was a hard one to watch, um, but you know um, can't take away the the success that they had. So I'm I'm a proud frog. Um, I know people always ask me; they still ask me to today, and that's been what a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, <laughs> been okay. I'm like, have you recovered? And um, it was hard to watch, but I, I couldn't. It was it was an awesome season. Proud of them, and and it, yeah. it was uh, it was cool to get there. But yeah, we yeah. did. We definitely ran into a uh, a very very dominant. Uh, Georgia team for sure. 
Yes, yes. Well, that's where I want to go back. I want to go back to the uh, the college, Stephen, because um, life was a little bit different for you back then. Um, just bring us up a little bit on your journey, because there's a, a few things that we're going to kind of pick up on and, and share with some guys about um, just life decisions and where they lead you to and, and how to uh, navigate, you know, maybe some things that uh, that have happened along your journey. So share with the guys a little bit about just your journey. Absolutely. Um, one of the greatest things I love uh, with with the job that I have at, at PCA and the spiritual development office is just um, the conversations I get to have with young men. Um, and the greatest thing and the most powerful thing is, you know, Dan, is is our testimonies. Yeah. And um, I grew up, uh, I mean, not to be long winded, but I grew up in the church. My mom uh, was a spiritual leader in our household. She, um, you know, got us to church, We went to church, went to Sunday school, went to VBS, all those things. And so I knew Jesus from an early age. And and I, I dedicated my life to Christ uh, when I was in eighth grade with my sister. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, we were baptized. And um, it, from there, it kind of took off from a sense of, you know, hey, I'm, I'm wearing the cross around my neck, so I, I, I'm good. Yep. And so I like to tell, you know, people that I was I was a, a fan of Jesus. I wasn't a follower of Jesus. And so that kind of continued on as I, I was blessed enough to go play college football, as you said, at TCU. And um, again, continue just to be a fan. Like people knew I was a Christian, but I wasn't actively living out a Christian life. Um, I unfortunately made the huge mistake and why I'm I'm so big on in our college prep program that we have here coming up with our soon to be um, leaving seniors. Um, just the importance of finding a church home. Uh, just the, the importance of, of really diving in because I uh, hate the fact that I did not find a home when I went to college. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so, so that's important. Big, that was a big, um, you know, snowball effect for me and my faith and my walk with Christ. Uh, I just mm. didn't find it. I didn't make it a, a priority in my life, so to speak. And so I still wore the cross around my neck, but I honestly feel like um, I, I, I don't wasn't proud of the the Christian I was, I guess you can say. And so I um, went through that whole thing and uh, went through college um, as a uh, as a fan of Jesus. And it was not until a couple of years after college where I was going through the, the Lord really woke me up. And the Lord had been tugging on me for a while. And I knew that I had that foundation of Christ. And I'm thankful that that was instilled in me at a young age and all those things. And um, he was tugging at me. And at the time I was married to my first wife. Um, we had gotten married out of college and uh, she ended up uh, asking for a divorce. And um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 25, 26 years old and I'm like, wow, what's going on here? This is not mm. the plan I had for my life. Yeah. Right. But I, you know, ins insert that word. And so um, it was at that moment, really, that um, I went and stayed with my my cousin um, who was living in the area at the time, uh, who's like a brother to me. And uh, one night, man, I, I put some worship music on my phone. And to be honest, that worship music probably hadn't been played on my phone in a little while. And um, I found uh, Cody Carnes, I'm listening. Hmm. Uh, and I played that song and I got on my knees and I cried and I asked for forgiveness. I asked for all things. And in that moment, I felt the most the most amazing peace. Uh, I'd ever felt and that the Lord had said, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I got you. And I stood up and I went to bed that night and it was like, the Lord had was like, all right, now let's go to work. And it was amazing. And my life completely just transformed from there. Um, I started going back to church, started serving in the church um, over where um, I was going with my cousin living at the time and um, met my now wife, Miss Jeffco um, or Miss Bryant now, Coach Bryant um, now um, and got plugged in at Prestonwood. And I was like, wow, I love this. Started going to church there and started serving and then, you know, had heard all about PCA. And, and so it was just um, and wanted to get involved at PCA. And so it was just the Lord just on this roller coaster of a ride, just reminding me that he's faithful and he never yeah. left me yeah. while I 
um, definitely had my back turned to him for those years. Um, he was standing right there just waiting, and he knew at some point, hey, you're gonna, like, you know, I'm here. Turn around. I'm here. And my life's never been better. Uh, it's been amazing. I have two boys. One will be here in the next couple of, uh, couple of weeks, actually, like I guess almost a little bit over a month. And so um, all that to say, like, uh, I thought I knew what I wanted mm. in those years. Um, it turns out I had zero idea of what I wanted. And the things I thought that I needed, I had I had no need. There's nothing for me at all. It was all yeah. with the Lord I planned. And when I fully opened my hand and said, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I need you is when I started to see what he had in store for me. And he started, I started seeing the goodness. And so, um, yeah, short, short, obviously I can dive all into that and like crazy. That's, I, yeah, love, yeah. <laughs> I love sharing my testimony, especially with guys, because um, I don't pretend, and that's one of the first things I say. I don't pretend to guys when I talk to you and I, you know, have a conversation and we get to talk and things like that. I don't, I'm not talking at you. I'm talking with you because I've been there. I understand. I understand you. And I have questions. I understand you feel stuck. I understand you feel confused or whatever it may be. But the most important thing I can say is, hey, are you in the game as far as it goes with, with Christ? Are you on the field with him and, and being a follower and you're saying, hey, let's go to work. Let's go score goals. Let's go, you know, make disciples. Or are you just sitting in the stands and hoping that good things happen? And so, you know, it's kind of like that, that TCU game. I guess I would have, it would have been a lot more fun to be on the field trying to do make something happen. But, um, but you know what I mean? And so that's just the biggest impact that I can try to make for these young men. It's, it's just um, what's the mission and who are you living it out for, for yourself? Or are you living it out for the, the you know, Christ who, who all things work through and, and how it works and through our lives. And so um, just a blessing that that day when I was 26 years old, the Lord woke me up and uh, thankful for his sovereignty and thankful for his, his uh, forgiveness and, and allowing me uh, to, to, to get back on track. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in, uh, in church, we're teaching through the life of David. I don't know if you guys are as well, but yes, sir. Uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting um, concept. You know, David's anointed King when he's a young guy and then it just kind of put, you know, gets put on the shelf. Saul is King. Um, but when Saul finally dies, it's a very interesting little thing. And, you know, a lot of people forget about this, but David's actually made King just not of all Israel. He's made King of Hebron and he does that for seven and a half years. Uh, and it's kind of a reminder to us. It's like, you know, Christ may be king in your life. He just may not be king of all of your life. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of, you know, we kind of put him in the places where we want him to be. And we kind of feel like we can control him. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, David was made king over all of Israel um, that really all of Israel felt the effects of God's blessing and the peace that came from it and, you know, the protection that comes. And I think that's a great reminder to us, right, is, you know, we get to make those choices about how much of our life we really want to give over to Christ. Um, and when we when we when we talk about, hey, we're a Christian as opposed to being a fan, you know, and just kind of cheering on, you know, God, it's like you're saying, hey, listen, you got to get in the game and, you know, you, you need to be a follower. You need to make Christ king over all of your life, over all of your decisions, you know, your business, your marriage, your family, right, your finances, right, your time, all of those different things. And so that's a, I think that's a great reminder for, you know, young guys, especially and old ones, um, but just kind of that that aspect of you know, are there things that you're holding back from, you know, God and, and are there things or areas of your life, decisions of your life that you're still making on your own as opposed to surrendering those, you know, to, you know, God's word and allowing him to speak into those areas of your life. I have a question though for you. Um, what would you say to that, um, that young guy, um, you know, kind of the, the Stephen Bryant in the early twenties, um, what kind of advice would you go back and give him? Oh man. Uh, how, how long do we got? Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's a, there's a, I'm sure there's a long, a long list of things. Um, man, I would honestly, if I just had to give my, myself a piece of advice, it's 
um, you don't have to do this on your own. Okay. Um, I think that as a young man and as someone who's trying to make, um, make a name for himself, so to speak, um, at a young age, you know, Hey, I want, I want to be, I want to make sure that I'm making the money I, I want to make. I want to make sure that my title and my job is, is reflective of, of, you know, me working hard and all these things. And that's not to say that we can't strive for the things like that, but sure. um, I don't have to do this alone. Um, and that the Lord has a plan for me. And so as I, you know, as I walk through life and as I, you know, try to do those things and I try to make sure that financially I'm, I'm supporting my family and I, and the relationships that I build are, are making an impact and, and the conversations that I have, um, I just have to remember, I w- would have told myself to remember that there's ups and downs in life. And yeah. so yeah. it's not, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't define me if I don't do something I, I feel like I have to do. Um, you know, if I didn't get a promotion, like that's, it's okay. Um, the Lord still has a plan and he's faithful. Um, if I, uh, you know, don't, don't have my name out there and everyone knows who Stephen Bryan is, you know, um, that's okay. Cause the Lord has me exactly where he needs me and with yeah. the people that he's surrounded me with. And so I think that it would just be like, the, the, it's, you don't have to put a pressure on it. The Lord's already working it out and just open, like I said, the open, open your hands and just don't try to hold that, that tight grip so much on, on your life and thinking that you, it has to be played out perfectly and everything has to be perfect. Cause it's not going to go that way. We just open our hands and let the Lord do his will uh, for our lives. And we'll see that even those times of struggle and even those times where we have to really persevere and have that endurance, you know, that he talks to us about um, that's where we grow. And that's, we get to openly invite when we, we can openly say, Hey, okay, this is a, this is a tough time. Uh, let's see what the Lord's going to do here. Yeah. And so, um, I like to, one of the things I really started adding to my life, um, as I got back, you know, into my mindset and my vertical alignment with Christ and, um, and those things over those years was I would start to add, but God at the end of things I didn't understand. Okay. So, um, you know, I would say, man, I don't understand why I had to go through a divorce and, 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 you know, lose this person. I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, but God has a plan and he, he is working things out for my life. And so I started adding that, but God to the end of those sentences, instead of just stopping at that end of that sentence where it ended in a negative way, um, added that, but God, uh, as often as I, as I could, because I just, I knew I didn't know, obviously, the answer, but I knew he knew. And and that was enough for me because he's obviously all knowing. And so um, that but God really got me um, out of a lot of tough mindsets or t- tough times where I felt like I was going to kind of beat myself up because I felt like I didn't do what I needed to do as a man. And so um, that but God would be um, a great thing as far as um, what I added as far as that goes into yeah, my life. Yeah. It's a great mind shift there. I, I like that. What about, um, so there's there's a young guy out there struggling in his first marriage right now, and he's thinking to himself, man, you know, if, if I could just get out of this, I could get into that better place where Stephen is. Um, what would you say to him? Because my first thought is, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And uh, and so, you know, I don't I don't want guys to walk away from this thinking, hey, I'm in a I'm in a difficult situation you know, if I could just get out of this and start over, that would be great. Um, and that's that's not what you're saying to young guys either, right? No, 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 not at all. No. Uh, if anything, um, I I fought for my my uh, first marriage. Um, yeah. I I, want, I tried to make it work. I knew um, that as 
as as the man as I was and trying to strive to be at that point in time in my life, um, I was not going to be anybody that gave up. And I was going to try to fight for what was in front of me. And so yeah. uh, absolutely not saying that it's always greener on the other side, like you said, it's where you water. And so, you know, if I would say for young men who are you may, who may be married at that young age and maybe going through a tough time because it is, you know, marriage is hard. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a walk in the park for anyone who's, you know, thinking about getting married or, or close to it. It's not an easy thing. And you have to yeah. fight um, and you have to communicate. And I would just say that uh, as men, um, we're called to um, to lead and we're called to make sure that we're pouring into our uh, into our wives specifically. Um, from a spiritual level, from an emotional level, from all those things. And um, and if, if there's times that are going through, you're going through that are struggling, things like that, you know, maybe self-assess and say, hey, am I really putting my wife first in this situation or yeah. am I being prideful? And, you know, this argument that we keep having, does it really matter if I'm right in this sense or do I need to allow, you know, her, her voice to be heard? And so it's just... Um, it's just showing grace and showing love um, and really just dialing, dialing, dialing it in. I mean, yeah. you know, wife and I now we, we have arguments, um, but we like to call them healthy arguments because it gets us on the same page. Right. And because we're, we're prideful people. And um, that's one of the things uh, that pastor Graham spoke about last week, actually in his service and in his message, he talked about this one door, there's one door um, and that's Jesus Christ. And what stops people from going through that one door and pursuing a relationship with him and allowing Christ to fulfill their life and the Holy Spirit to take over is pride. Um, we allow pride because we sit there as 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 broken, sin or sinful humans. We sit there and say, hey, I don't like that option. I want something different. Right. And so in a, in a marriage, so to speak, you know, a, a young man might not like something that takes place. Um, at that point in time. And so they say, Hey, I don't like that. I want something different. That's not what this, that's not the mindset we have as, as men of Christ, or that's not the mindset we have as far as men that are um, faith filled. Um, we have a mindset of, Hey, I, this is kind of a, a rocky situation. I'm going to fight and I'm going to figure out, I'm going to work through, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to, I'm going to get dirty in the sense of, of figuring out what can I do to make this right. And so, um, and just uh, making sure and knowing that that's the, the, the the place and that's the person that the Lord has placed you with. And so um, I would just say, yeah, it's, it's, it's give up is not in, in my vocabulary. I'm a very um, person who's very, you know, tough minded in that sense. And so, um, but like I said, the Lord just had a plan for me. And once I opened my hands, the Lord just said, Hey, let's walk this way. And it was a yes, sir. At that moment, when years before it was, Hey, hold on, let me try to figure it out myself. Yeah. Uh, and that you see where that got me, got me. Yeah. It, I was, I was spinning in circles. I was running yeah. in circles. So yeah, it's, it's amazing how that, you know, the marriage relationship, you know, it, it may be two people who become one, right. But there's still two people. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to control the decisions that the other person makes. You do the best that you can. Um, it's obviously not going to be a perfect relationship because there's two people who are not perfect in it. Um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, once that first marriage of yours, you know, ended, um, you know, that you didn't go sit on the sidelines and just, you know, mope and, you know, get all discouraged and get down, right? You started, you know, really pursuing hard after Christ and he, you know, continued to bless that pursuit of him, you know, and, and you are where you are now, right? Because in a sense that, you know, that God of second chances, that, you know, that redemption story that, that you know, we so often hear about is that concept of, yeah, God wants to do that, you know, every day in our lives, right? He wants to take in a sense, the mess that we make and make it into our message, right? The lessons that we learn and, and we, you know, we get to lean into him and, and we get to move forward in it. And so, you know, just, just kind of where you are is a great, you know, testimony of what God can do when you do 
you know, let go of controlling your life and saying, hey, this is the way that it has to be. And you say, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to follow your, um, you know, instructions. I'm going to follow your dictates. I'm going to make you king and Lord over all of my life, you know, and, and, you know, we're going to see what happens with that and, and just walk in obedience. And so, you know, you've got the blessings now of walking in obedience and, and seeing what happens. So it's uh it's a good reminder for, for guys at, at any age, at any stage, you know, that that's where you want to be. And you, and you know, it's, you know, you, you, the Lord is, is giving you the helper that you need whenever, you know, they, they spit wisdom on you. And uh, <laughs> Jillian, one of the, one of the, reminded me of one of the first things that she said, you know, as we, you know, started dating and, and things like that um, was, I'll, Hey, I want to know exactly what's in front of me. You know, yeah. as, as men, especially probably we want to know, Hey, what's, what's going to happen, you know, in a month, I need to know yep. what's the plan. And, you know, it doesn't work that way all the time. And so and she said, Hey, what's the fun in that? She's like, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to walk down a straight street. And she says, you know, the Lord, sometimes he's got turns. You got to go around the corner. He's like, the fun of it is knowing, I don't know what's around the corner, but I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store around the corner. Yeah. And so she really changed my mindset from having to know exactly what the plan is and rolling out the plan of my life, so to speak, and letting each day be uh, an exciting moment of, of, oh, this is a surprise. Oh, this is what the Lord has in store for. Oh, this is the, who the Lord has placed in front of me to speak to. Oh, this is the job that the Lord has given me to do. Um, that's, that's exciting. And for the longest time, I couldn't quite grasp that, but she kept on spitting that. And now I get to say every day, you know, Hey, I wonder what's around the corner. I wonder what the Lord has for me. I wonder who I'm going to run into today that the, and the opportunity that the Lord's going to give me. And it takes really, it takes the the focus off of me and saying, continuing to say, Hey, I want to know what's happening next. I want to know what I need to do next and say, Hey, I, the Lord has something planned today. The Lord is doing something. And so it's just like you said, it's changing your mindset and really trying to flip that, that, that I mentality into, Hey, you know, what, the, what can the Lord, what's the Lord doing today in my life and how yeah. can I glorify him in it? Well, I think, I think that, you know, the journey of humility is so important um, you know, and going back to just walking through the life of David, you know, you go from being anointed king um, to not being placed in the kingship, right? Which is, that doesn't make any sense at all, right? And, yeah. you know, for, for years and years and years, not only is he on the run from Saul, um, but he doesn't take advantage of that when he's given the opportunity to take out Saul. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when Saul finally dies, the first thing that David does is he asks God, okay, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Right? Are, are, we, are we ready to go in and be the king? And God says, you know, go go to Hebron. And you're like, what? I mean, if it, if it were you and I <laughs> and God had already anointed as king, we would have immediately walked into Jerusalem and said, hey, I'm, I'm here. And God's like, yep. no, not not the time, not the place. I got other things that happen. And it's a, it's an amazing concept, you know, as you read through. Right. Dave, David doesn't you know make every decision right. You know, he's got he's got plenty of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But when he when he follows hard after God, right, God blesses him. And when he mm-hmm. doesn't and he's confronted with it, David repents. Right. Mm-hmm. And turns and learns and then moves on. And I think it's a it's a great reminder to us. Our life, as you said, isn't going to be a straight journey. It's going to be a lot of twists and turns. There's going to be steps back and steps forward. Um, but if we learn from those um, and we constantly allow God to guide our steps, um, it is. It's an exciting journey. Um, it's an exciting journey in a marriage because you're with somebody and you're going on that journey together. So as those twists and turns come, you're like, hey. We're going through this thing together, so it'll be it'll be fun because there's two of us. And then you know you add kids as you're doing, uh, and now it becomes chaos. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's I like to, I would like to say con- controlled chaos, but controlled you know, chaos, <laughs> <laughs> not no, quite exactly. as controlled as you would hope. But hey, it's it's uh, uh, it's a blessing. 
Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I'm glad um, you know that you are speaking uh, so much truth into the lives of young men. Um, I wanted you to have you on this you know program because uh, hopefully young guys are out there listening to this. That's the the point of this, right? Training for manhood is it's it's a journey. Um, there's steps that you need to take, but there's also work that you need to do. Uh, and I love how you you know you talked about that work, right? I mean, it's the hard spiritual work of um, humbling yourself. Uh, surrendering your life to Christ and then following hard after him. And it's, it's similar to, you know, what you did every day, getting ready to play football. Yes, sir. You know, you, you don't just, you don't just show up for the games, right? You go through practice, you, you lift weights, you go to you know, team meetings, you got film that you've got to watch. I mean, it's for, for a game that you play, there's so much work and energy and effort you'd put into it. And, and Paul talks about, you know, if you're going to put that much time into physical training, you should do the same thing in godliness, right? Train for godliness, right? Spend time in the word of God, spend time in prayer, spend time, you know, as you, you talked about earlier, right? In a corporate discipleship program, right? It's called church. Get plugged yes, in, you know, spend time in a small group discipleship, spend time in a one-on-one -on -one discipleship, have somebody mentor you. Uh, and I think those are all important. So your role now is, is part of that, right? You're a you're a mentor and a discipler, uh, you know, of young men. And so all those things that you've learned, not only from your life, but from the word of God, you get to share with other guys. And uh, and I appreciate you taking some time and just sharing some of that with the guys who are listening on our program. Absolutely. Um, and just like the, the last little little bit of, you know, hopeful, hopeful wisdom, I guess you could say for the, mm -hmm. the anybody that's listening is. And and again, I, I don't speak um, in my, like currently right now with your, you or any time I get to talk to young men. I don't speak out of of having it all together. I don't mm -hmm. speak of out of have done it perfect. Because uh, right. if anything, the only reason I speak is because I hope that the young men that I get the opportunity to talk to that they don't make the same mistake or have to take the, as long of a path, you know, um, yeah. as I. I'm just thankful. Like I said, the Lord, um, it was sovereign, and He said, "Hey." Hey, I got you. I got your back. And so, and that's just what I want to do with these young guys. I guess the conversations with is let them know I got your back. The Lord has your back. And I'm just trying to speak as much truth and, and love into them as possible. And the main thing I would say is uh, to these guys is, you know, um, is as a man of God is, is what are you seeking? Um, you know, um, as we talked about Dave, you know, being a man after God's own heart, um, what are we seeking on our daily lives? And yeah. I can say, you know, in my early twenties and in, in those first couple of years of, uh, and through college and things like that, my priorities, if I had to write them down, uh, I would say that my faith was at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Uh, and some people might say, Hey, well, it's still there. That's good. But that's not how Christ has called us to actually live our lives out. You right. know, that faith and that, that relationship with Christ is what happens first and everything from there that's trickled down is is blessed and, and is a glorify is glorifying to God because he's first. Um yeah. if he's at the bottom of the list, he can't he can't, you know, drip into those things that are below it, so to speak. And so um just what are you seeking? And um and how are you, you know, how do you seek him out? And I would simply say, are you are you spending time in prayer? Um are you waking up in the morning to say, hey Lord, what's what do you have in store for me? And are you spending time in the word? Are you spending time with a mentor or with guys at, at a church group? Um that stuff seems for some at, at a young age to be like, oh my gosh, here's just another thing I'm adding to my plate. But when you change your mindset and say, hey, because of this, the things on my plate are, are going to be so much more fruitful uh, because of me spending time in prayer, spending time in the word, spending time with a, a life group or a table group, the things now on my plate are going to be so much more fruitful in my lives, in my life. Um, you really see it and you really yeah. get to see the Lord work. And so that would just be, you know, to, I kind of encourage guys to self-assess on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it is, it is important, right. Not only on a daily basis, but, you know, sit down yearly, 
right? Kind of have, have a good self-assessment. I think, you know, the way you, uh, I put it is, you know, what's your heart's desire? Mm. Um, we, we know what our heart's you know, desire is. We know what our priorities are. Um, you know, if I spent, you know, a couple of weeks with you, right, I could probably assess, right, you know, hey, here's where Steven spends his time. Here's where Steven spends his attention. Here's where Steven spends his money, right? I mean, I could I could walk okay. through those things. And, and, you know, I think, you know, the, the honesty of being able to evaluate that ourselves. And I think, you know, the reality of what you're saying is when those other things um, go ahead of God, right, they're demonstrating that they're of more worth to you. Um, mm-hmm. And there isn't anything that's, you know, more worthy um, you know, than God. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, when we place God in his proper position, as you said, right, it defines then what we put on our plate. Um, yes, you know, it defines what we what we take into our lives, who we spend time with, what we do with it. It, it defines the focus of our of our life. And so that's a good reminder. I think that, you know, that assessment, um, you know, daily. Right. Um, it's also good to have a community right around you of people who can speak into that assessment and, and you can ask questions about it. you can say, hey, Stephen, right? You, you watch me, right? And this is what I say, right? But what do I what do I do? Absolutely. Right? You know, it, does that does that follow what you you know what you see? And if you can say, if you've got guys around you who will speak truth to you and just say, hey, Dan, you said this, but that's not what you're doing. That's mm-hmm. super important to have. You know, it's great to have in a spouse, <laughs> as you said. You've got Jillian, I've got Trisha. They're fantastic about pointing out, you know, those areas where we don't match up to the things that we said. Now, some people may think, well, I, I don't want that. And it's like, well, I I do. Right. I love having that around. I love having people around who will, you know, help me become the best version of who I want to be. Right. And and I don't I don't need people around me who just, you know, say yes to me all the time, you know, and things like that. I need people around me who will hold me accountable to make well, me the best version. Absolutely. And I, uh, that's, you know, that's where we talk about that pride. You know, if you're going to sit yeah. there and say, hey, I'm I don't need anyone to correct me or I don't need anyone to help me um, or tell me, you know, if I'm kind of off off a little bit on, on my journey, um, then I'm saying that I have it all together and I know that's I right. don't. So that's we the know we don't. I got to sit there and say, Hey, I'm broken and Step I need <laughs> savior, and I need people that are going to be around me that are going to build me up, which is one of the reasons why I'm so thankful that, uh, you know, two years ago I was able to to jump in with the Prestonwood family is because I knew from years prior that I, I didn't have the answers. I knew yeah. that I was not making the right choices. I knew that I needed someone to help keep me in line and people. And so my, one of my biggest things was, you know, Hey, I would love to be around where I can, I have godly men who are pouring into me and holding me accountable to be right. the man I'm able to be. And so, and I have that at Prestonwood. Um, and so it's just, a, it's a, it's a huge blessing. And it's just, like you said, it just takes, I got to take my pride out of it. And I got to take my thinking, I have it all together and say, Hey, it's okay. I don't have it all together. I'll be the first to say, you know, I'm, I mess up daily. Uh, I need, I have questions daily, but knowing that you have, you know, you, when you surround yourself with people that are saying, Hey, that's okay. You know, I got your back. Let's, let's work this out. It's easy to admit those things. And it's easy to say, um, okay, I need some help or uh, I need a little bit of guidance here. And so that's, and that's part of being a man um, is being able to admit when you don't have it all together, you don't have it right. Amen. So. That's good. That's good. So uh, Stephen, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate your story and, uh, and just the journey you're on. Thanks for uh, taking all that you've uh, learned and pouring it into other guys. Uh, it's just such a blessing. Uh, to watch you do what you do. So thanks for Absolutely. sharing today. Of course. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate all you do and the, the mentor you are to me and, and all that you're doing. So appreciate you very much. All right. Love you, man. Yes, sir. Love you as well. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time.
In the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man. 